ladies. Welcome back to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Haas. And Michaela Johnson. And today we're talking about toxic relationships. Heck yes. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so we've done a couple podcasts before on toxic relationships, but it's been a while. And it seems like those are the ones that people honestly really enjoy because a lot of people struggle with toxic, abusive, and unhealthy relationships. And obviously, me and Kay have had our fair share. (laughs) We have quite a bit to say about it. And yeah, so do you want to share a little bit about like your past experience with the relationships, even though you already have, but like give like a gist to the people who haven't heard that one? Um, basically, um, it, it was kind of like one of those things where I didn't realize how toxic it was until we were out of it. And mm-hmm. I probably was toxic as much as he was, but it was almost like he made me that way. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you don't realize it in the moment, but you end up being someone you never thought you would be. Oh, and, that. Yeah. And like, I've realized now being in my relationship with God, it's like God never designed us to be like that and never designed us to be treated that way. So like gaslighting, that's a thing. And I never realized that was a thing until after we broke up. I didn't even know until we started talking. I didn't even know gaslighting was real. And just like lying and cheating and all that stuff. And I, it's so, it's emotionally so hard for somebody to go through. And it's one of those things that when you heal from it, you can talk about it openly and you can be like, okay, like I'm past this. And I'm finally to the point where I can talk about it openly and feel like better. You know what Mm, I mean? Like there's still some things where I'm like, dang, that still hurts me. And like there's certain things, but it's easier for me to talk about it now more openly. So it's like, I don't know. There's a lot of little things that happen that I feel like it are terrible yeah and I hope no one ever has to go through it and yeah. I know as crazy as it sounds I feel like every person goes through one of those relationships mm. and so that's like the hard part and mm-hmm. you like it's so hard yeah so I guess that's like pretty much like the gist of it um yeah and just know that like when that it does come to it you feel like you can never leave yeah. you feel like you're like stuck in it you feel like you're never and sometimes the devil His little spirits love to talk in my ear and be like, you're never going to find anyone better. Like, Mm. because I get in moments where I'm like, oh, like, I really miss them. Like, I really miss that relationship. Like, this and that. And then, like, I'm like, wait, hold up. Like, I know I deserve better than that. And then it's like, we both deserve better than each other. Like, I don't know. Like, I wish him nothing but the best. But You were going to say the worst? The the (laughs) worst. No, I was going to say the world. I was was going to say the world. But, like, I I hope he finds happiness and I wish him nothing but the best because I'm genuinely am happy for him but it's the fact of it is it's like no one deserves to be treated that way yeah and how they turn like they make you feel like you can't leave yeah and they make you feel like you never will find anyone better and I'm still single so I am not one to be like I found better yet like but I know God has that in fit mm. like in store for me because it says in the bible like God will give you the desires of your heart yeah so if my desire is to one day be married and have children, God's going to give me that. Yeah. It's just on his time, not on my time. Mm. And so I think it's one of those things where I was like, I get in little moments where I'm like, oh, I'm never going to find anyone better. Like, I don't yeah. deserve that. And it's just like, and then God catches me and he's like, no, like, did I ever say that? Does my word say that? Mm. And that's when you got to like check yourself and have those verses written on your heart and be like, no, this is what my God says. Like, he knows me and he mm-hmm. loves me and he wants me to have good. 
So when those relationships, and Joss can explain this too, like they make you feel like you're nothing and make yeah. you feel so worthless, but that is so untrue in so many ways. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Y'all, I just want to take a moment and literally highlight how much Kayla has grown. <laughs> like if you guys, literally when me and Kayla first started talking, it was because she was going through her breakup <laughs> and we sat and talked at Collectivo for hours about it and just to see the point where she is now versus where she was then is like crazy so different and I wish you all could just see the progression because it's just so beautiful like to look back on and be like dude like we literally started talking at the point where you guys broke up and now to hear you talk about it how you are now is like crazy thank how you much, so much growth you've had thank like, you so much crazy and Jess is one of the girls that I really look up to and she knows that she's like my big sister and it's really it's really nice because she's gone through it so yeah. she knows and she a lot of times too like people will say check I don't know if you guys <laughs> ever say that like she she checks me in a mm-hmm. sense like and be like Kayla like you can't keep doing this to yourself. Like, if you yeah. keep doing this to yourself, and I'm so grateful for yeah. that, because if you didn't do that, I feel like I'd be like, all right, I'm going to live my life my way, and it's like, no. Yeah. Like, it's like, and literally when I met with them yesterday, they were like, you need people who are going to tell you truth, mm. and you're somebody who tells me truth. Yeah. You don't keep it back from me to, like, guard my feelings like you know. So I'm forever grateful for it's you. It's so crazy because I feel like I've always had, like, a very protection feeling over Kayla. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. don't know why. It's just, like, she's so pure. And, like, <laughs> it makes me so angry when people, like, try to take advantage of that, which they have, like, ever since she was little. And I'm like, yes. where's that girl I'm going to go snap on her? Because she just made Kayla cry. <laughs> But anyway, so, but back onto the topic. Um, It's crazy because God will literally put you through things, and we've talked about this before, but he literally puts you through things to then be able to help people. So there's, like, divine timing in everything. Like, there was divine timing in you coming back into my life, and there was divine timing why I was in that relationship and a specific time when I got out of that relationship. Like, he had it all perfectly planned Planned. out for me to be able to then do this and help you, and Mm -hmm. then now you're able to help women. Yeah. And it's amazing, like, how stuff comes full circle. Yep. But that just goes to show, like, you literally need to ride out the season you're in. And I just saw a TikTok of this, too. It's crazy. You need to ride out the season you're in because you don't know what purpose is at the end of it. Yep. And so, um... For those of you who haven't, like, heard my story, I guess, with my abusive relationship, I was in it for about three years, and, um, I guess I don't really like talking about it like that, like, my abusive relationship, yeah. but, like, the relationship I was in that was very unhealthy. I was in it for about three years, and, um, it was, like, literal, like, hell, like, to go through. Like, you feel like you completely lose who you are. You completely just, like, are doing everything for that person. You feel an obligation to that person. And at the end of it, like, you just want them to love you and they never show you love. Like, they will never give you that validation. And that's all I was looking for, for him to, like, validate me. Right. And to be like, you are enough. Like, you don't have to do all these things for me to, for me to love you. But I almost felt like I had to do these things for him to love me. Right. And, um, so I just completely, and I was, like, 16 when we first started dating. So that's really young to start giving your whole self to somebody. And me and you are very similar in this way. Like, when we're going in, like, we're not just going to go in halfway. No. Like, we're going to give our all to it because it's either all or nothing. Like, yeah. you can either give me a little in 
Like, I'm not just going to come a little and, like, I'm going all in. So don't yeah. even, like, try to talk to me if that's not your goal. And it's sad because back then I wish I knew my worth for me to be like, I'm not married to this man. I don't owe right. him anything. Like, you should only do that and give your full self to your husband. Right. And that doesn't go to say, like, you can't, like, do things for the person you're in a relationship with or for the people you love. No, of course not. Like, you naturally want to do things for people that you love. Right. But... As far as giving your whole self, like, that's not healthy. And it was not healthy in my case at all. Right. And so I ended up staying for three years. There's obviously so much that happened in that three years. But um, he was very verbally abusive to me. He was very mentally abusive to me. He gaslit me, manipulated me. All of the things you can really think of. It started to get a little bit physically abusive. It was sexually abusive. Um, there was a lot that went into that relationship. Right. And people almost look at me sideways when I'm like, I'm grateful for it. Because literally, if I did not have that, I wouldn't be the way I am now. And I wouldn't understand how right. many women go through this type and of thing. And you wouldn't be able to, like, almost relate. As crazy as that sounds. No, exactly. Like, wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to help people in that area. Right. And that's the area that I'm most passionate about because of everything I've been through. Like, it breaks my heart to see young girls in these abusive relationships where they feel like they have no way out or they feel like they can't leave like that's so sad to me because if you only knew how much your god loves you right and if i only knew how much my god loved me then like i would not have went through half the things i went through so it's just my passion now to like preach like how much god loves us women and everybody but especially us women like he is our missing piece yep. that we're searching for in these men. It's him. Right. So go to him. Right. No, exactly. And I really am big on to like soul ties and I'm very big on having sex before marriage. And people are always like, why? Like, why are you so big on that? It's because when we have sex before marriage, like we're giving away pieces of us that we should give to God. Yes. And we are never taught this. Like we're never educated, educated, yeah, educated, educated about this as a child. Like if you grow up, in church, like I grew up in church and I never was educated on yeah. why the thing you hear about sex before marriage is it's a sin. Like, why is it a sin? Like, why just can't don't I do, do it? it? It's bad. Yeah. Like, I you're going to go to hell. Yeah. Like, what? Like, that doesn't make a, a horny teenager not want to Yeah, have sex. exactly. Like, that doesn't do anything like, for them. All right, me lying is a sin too, and people do that, so yeah. I'm just going to have sex. Like, I don't know. And so when you hear that, you're just like, all right, cool. Yeah. And I don't know. And then you do it, and it's just like, but if you really understand the real reason why, I'm like, if you only knew. Yeah. If you only knew not, why. And I do want to add, not that it's something to feel shameful for. Yeah, no. Because God all. does not want you to feel shameful. About like, anything. He knows the sin. He Like, sin doesn't scare him. He doesn't like it, but it doesn't scare him. Yeah. Like, that's why he sent Jesus, so that we could be forgiven. But we have to ask for that forgiveness. And, like, we should, to an extent, feel, like, convicted of our sin, but we shouldn't have... Like, we never should feel shamed or guilty because it's just not, that's not coming from God. Yeah. And so, like, coming from me and Kayla, who both have had sex before marriage, like, not that that's a great thing. Like, obviously, we both (laughs) wish we would have waited. Right. But it's, you can come, like, God can renew you from that. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you've gone too far, like, oh, God's never going to love you because you did this. No. That's a lie from the enemy. That's a lie from people around you that are in religion. Yeah. Because half of the people that are telling you that probably have to. Like, right, your parents exactly. most likely had sex before. Yeah, right, unless, right, like, they right. were Christian, but right. most likely they did. And right. so, like, 
don't ever feel guilty because like God redeems and restores and he will renew you from that. So I just wanted to add that in. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, again, like Josh said, we don't ever want anyone to feel guilty about having sex before marriage because we both have. And it's, it's just something I just want people to know now, like you're never too far gone from Jesus one. Like Jesus literally, like if you read in the Bible, like he took people that were literally sinners he saves people that are murderers. Yeah. Like, he he still loves them so much that he's like, I'm still going to give you a chance. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still here. And so, and we don't know what happens before people die. Like, they, yeah. and we were just talking about this in our Bible study. And so, and another thing is, like, I was just going to say something, but I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, I have something to add. Maybe okay. you'll think of okay. it. So, like, I was watching, or listening to Sadie's <laughs> podcast. I always listen to her podcast, but she just had a baby, and she was talking about how having a baby really changes your perspective on what God's relationship is with you, and I just had a really beautiful revelation that, like, no matter what your child does, I'm not a mom, by the way, but I can just imagine, <laughs> no matter what your child does, you don't hate them for right they can make every mistake in the world and you would never hate them you still have love for them they are your child so what makes you think that god is gonna hate you when you're his child you couldn't do anything for him to hate you like god doesn't even know hate like he just loves he's literally made out of love right everything that flows from god is love so for you to ever be like mistaken and think that he doesn't love you is like literally the biggest lie ever and he does he loves all of his children so much but as I was saying like like a mom or like a father on earth loves their children like that's how God loves you like times a thousand (laughs) you would never turn away from your kid or abandon your kid some people do but like God (laughs) never 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 would like that's your most prized possession most likely on this earth right and so that's what you are to him and that's what each individual person is to him like he has a very personal relationship with every single one of us God is never too busy for you God literally has all the time in the world for every single person and he's able to be with every single person at the same time yep and this is what I was gonna say a lot of times too in toxic relationships you feel like almost the need to fall into sexual sin Mm -hmm. and you feel like it because they make you feel like it they make you feel like you need to otherwise you suck like that's literally what it is and so like that's another big thing is like God sees that and he's gonna use that for your good like he is Mm -hmm. with me and Joss like now we know like why we shouldn't do it yeah it happened and like it's like you almost feel like the need to because they make you feel like that yeah and that's one thing I'm really big on I'm like dude have you ever felt that way like with somebody and they're like yeah I'm like you realize what just happened yeah and because I realized that after a while I was like do I now I put two and two in my head and I'm like oh my gosh that really happened Mm -hmm. and I'm like wow it's just so crazy because in the moment you're like oh it's fine like whatever and you give in and you just do it just be just to make them happy because you want them to love you like you just really want them to love you and then it's like okay I'll do it like it's fine yeah in the past like I would almost feel guilty if I didn't yep. or like literally they would guilt me into doing it because I would feel bad like oh well if I don't give it to them maybe they'll go and get it somewhere yep. else or all of these things are very real and like you don't like if they don't love you just because you don't want to have sex with them or like they don't want to be with you just because you won't have sex with them then that literally rules them out. Exactly. Like your husband like when you are 
after you give birth, you won't be able to have sex for a while. Like, you're going to be healing. So, like, you need a man who can, like, stay firm in that and, like, cheat on you in those moments. And you want to make sure that that man is, like, sexually pure before you get married. Yeah, exactly. And because it's, like, part, and people don't realize this, like, when they're they're doing that, that's, like, giving parts of, Michael Todd explained this perfectly. And we've talked about it in in the last one of the last podcasts, yeah. like, a while ago. It's, like, sticking two pieces of paper with glue together and then ripping it apart. Your self, like, one self, one person's self is stuck to the other person and the other person's stuck to the yeah. other person. And it's, that's, like, what happens to the paper. And that's, like, an example of us. Mm-hmm. And when it, Michael Todd explained that, I was, like, all right, we're, like, I'm never doing that again. And it, I didn't know that. I did yeah. not know that. And literally, funniest story, Jocelyn sent me the video, and before I met Jesus, I was kind of wilding, and she sent me that video, and I was like, not tonight, and he, I started watching it, and he said something about, now you better cancel your plans this week, and I was like, definitely not doing that, and so I stopped watching it, and I was, did whatever I did that weekend, I can't remember what I did, but probably not very good. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I'm being completely honest with you guys, and then I was in California, and I watched it, and I was like, I'm never having sex again until my marriage, because yeah. I realized how important it is, like, God, and this is what I think people get so twisted, because of, sex is so, what do I want to say, it's so tainted now. Yeah. The way sex is looked it's like. It's perverted. Very perverted. It's so perverted now. And so people don't realize, like, God made sex. He made yeah. orgasms. He made all of that. So it's just, like, he wants us to have those yeah. things. Like, he wants us to enjoy those things. But they get used in the wrong way. And That's so good. It's crazy because in toxic relationships, a lot of times they get used the wrong way. Oh, all the time. In every... I think in every ungodly relationship, God, is, I mean, sex is used in the wrong way. Oh, 100%. Because he literally, and this, I feel like in our world today, this is so controversial to talk about, but I think it's important for some people to, like, say it. Right. Um, that sex was literally designed for marriage. Right. And what Michael Todd actually also says in that sermon is, it's like putting something in the right container. Like, if you put water... Like a hurricane, so to speak. Like water in that way is destructive and it breaks things and it, it ruins things. But if you put water in a in a glass cup, well, then it's in the right container and right. it's used in the right purpose and it won't destroy anything and it won't ruin anything. Right. So that's same with sex. Like when it's outside of marriage, think of like marriage as the right container. Right. When it's used outside of that, it's destructive. It ruins things. It breaks your heart. It ties you to those people. Yeah. And it's literally like not used in the right way. But when it's used in the right container in marriage, it's like so precious and so special and like meant to be with your husband or your wife right no exactly I and I think that's crazy because we're taught and I've been told this by people that are older than me like just do it like it's fine it's crazy. and I'm like now that I understand I'm like why would you tell anyone that yeah like it isn't something to just be like yeah like let's do it like yay like no like that's yeah. not what it's for when people like mess around about it I'm kind of like ew like yeah and no judgment again to anyone who is who's having sex. Like that is your own like mm-hmm. personal thing. This is and I heard this yesterday too. God makes rules for each of us. Granted, sex is like a very yeah. strong rule. But like for me, God is like showing me and this is my time to be like, no. Like I know I'm worth more than this. If you're and a lot of times too, people use sex just like 
something to go have fun. It's like yeah. literally going out and playing a sport. Like, that's no, how people use it now. It's crazy because it's literally, like, so, so um, common and yeah. so, like, popular, so to speak, for sex to just be this thing. Yeah. And, like, in, in songs now, too, they talk about sex like it's literally just nothing. Like, yeah. it's basically, like, used in songs now, like, how kissing would be. Yeah. Like, literally, like, it's just so normal. Yeah. And I guess, like, I don't know. I guess when I, before I was saved, like, I didn't think as much of it, but I feel like sex was always something that I knew I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. Like, something in you just knows you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And, like, you almost still feel like, like, your spirit just knows. Yeah. Because, like, why do we have to hide it? Or, like, why can't our parents know then? Or, like, you know, like, certain things, it's just, like, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, and I always wonder, too, I'm always curious, I'm like, how do people, because... Before, I guess I promised my grandma when I was little, I was like, I'm never having sex until marriage. Like, Aww. I remember, that's what she told me, I guess. And I don't remember promising her that because I guess I was really little. But, like, thinking back on that, I'm like, probably because she told me, like, why not yeah. to? And then I'm out here doing it, and I'm like, girl, sorry. Yeah, but I feel like we all say that about things like, oh, I'm never going to drink. I'm never going to yeah. smoke. I'm never going to have sex before marriage. Like, we say all these things yeah. when we're young, and then, like, we get into high school, and it's just like, well, everybody's doing yeah, it. Yeah, so why not? Yeah, like, it's just normal. Like, they never said it would be like this. Dude, and whenever I hear somebody be like, oh, yeah, it's like whatever, I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, and I always thought about it, and, like, I don't know. Yeah, and I can't speak for everybody, but I think when I got to that point, it was more so just like, well, I already did it and I don't want to regret it, so I'm just going to say that I don't really care because... And it almost feels like after you have sex with somebody, it's like, all right, now, like, especially if you're in a relationship with them, you're like, you might as well get married to them because I don't want to have sex with anyone else. Like, I was very big on, like, too, even when I was wilding out a little bit, I... I was super big on, like, I don't like just sleeping around. Yeah, me too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you, like you said, your spirit knows better. So, do you just, like, no. Like, and so, I was, like, when I was in my long relationship, I was, like, well, I don't want to break up with him. Like, I feel like I need to be with him now. Dude, I was just, that's crazy. You're (laughs) moving my mind. Because I was literally just going to say, it's not only, like, the actual act of sex, but it makes you tied to that person, like we said. So then it's even harder to leave. And if it is a toxic relationship and they're abusive to you, you don't want to have that extra feeling of, like, I can't leave because, like, I'm literally physically attached to this person. And, you know, we always say, well, like, I I get attached really easily. Well, like, if you add sex on top of that, like, that's why. Yep. And we don't put two and two together sometimes. But um, I think, too, like, I want to touch on actually getting to the point of leaving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, do you remember what the steps were before you you left your relationship? Like, what it, what? Yeah. So, basically, um, what happened was is I found out he cheated on me, and then we got back together. And we were together for, like, I want to say, like, six to eight months about. And I, we would talk about engagement. And this was before, I grew up knowing God, but I didn't have a relationship with him. So I I swore I could tell the future because before, and I've said this before, like, I swore up and down. I was like, God, I just have a gift. I can tell the future, which it was definitely the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, girl, this is about to happen. The night before I found out he cheated on me, I was like, I said out loud, I was like, I was alone in my room. I wish somebody was there to hear me. I was like, I'm going to find out Matthew cheated on me. The next day, some girl comes up to me that I used to know from the past, tells me, I'm like, all right, cool, I can tell the future. That's crazy. Yeah, and and so, like, I was like, dang, I can definitely tell the future. And so, (laughs) 
like we were talking about engagement because we were together for like three years so it comes up when you're in a relationship that long and I was like yeah and everything every time I would say that like something in the back of my head it was definitely the Holy Spirit being like girl you know you don't want to do this like this is not for you so every night I would pray and I'd be like God if this is not for me like take him out of my life and what God allows things to happen to me is he knows I'm very loyal and I will not leave situations it's very hard and so I was like basically God knew like that he had to hurt me really bad and get me to a point where I just couldn't take it anymore. And so right before we were about to break up, I got really into partying and drinking and started hanging out with this one girl and we were like partying all the time. I thought it was cool. I'm like, okay, yeah, drinking's not cool. Mm-hmm. Now I know. But like before I was like, yeah, everyone else is doing it. Let's get, let's get drunk. <laughs> and so like, yeah. And so one night, he was working and he worked all the time and he, he called, I told him I was going to a party and he was like, I didn't invite him cause he never came. So I was like, I'm just not inviting him tonight. Like something yeah. just told me like, nah, you don't need to invite him. And he was like pissed off cause I didn't invite him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay brother, stay mad. I'm right. okay. And I was at the point kind of where like, I don't know, he got mad at me earlier too, like a couple, cause we weren't having sex. Cause I was like, I just wasn't in the mood. Like I just yeah. did not want to. And just, I think this was, like, God and the Holy Spirit, like, getting me prepared. Like, no, like, you don't need to. And so, like, basically, they were like, get your, get away from this. And so, I'd pray every night. I was like, if he's not for me, take him out of my life. And so, we were driving around, me and the girl, and I was driving, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, here we go. Like, I was like, I feel like me and Matthew are going to break up soon. That night, he calls me and he's like, where are you at? I'm coming to pick you up. And I was like, uh, no, you're not. Like, you're not my dad. And he was freaking out. And he was like, either I'm coming to pick you up or we're breaking up. I was like, then we're done. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And me and her were, me and the, he calls me. I get in the house and he calls me. I didn't answer him the second, the first time. He called me again. And I'm like, what? And me and the girl were standing in a kitchen, and it wasn't a huge kitchen, but she was, like, standing across the room from me. He was, like, screaming at me on the phone. And I was like, all right, brother, you are not about to do this. And he felt super guilty after it, and they always do. They always feel guilty after it, and they apologize. And he did, and I've forgiven him, and not necessarily for his sake. And, I mean, me and him, like, are on okay terms. Like, we're cool, but I remember I told him, I was like, no, and I told him I was like, I need space, because he wanted to talk in person. I was like, I knew if I talked to him in person, right then and there, we would have got back together. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to talk to you in person. So we didn't talk to in person until, like, months after. But for a while, he was, like, locked on everything, because I, like, I hated him. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that, but I, like, hated him. I hated what he turned me into. I hated all of it. And I'm just like, ugh! And yeah. so then I blocked him, and then I... We ended up talking again because I finally got to a point where I was like, I feel like I can talk to him in person. I know what I want. And I told him, like, I love him as a person. I just know I can't be together with him. And recently we talked because something happened. I told him, I was like, we're like fire and ice for each other. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like we just do not work out. And he was like, I know. And so I think we're finally at an okay point where we know we can't be like BFFs and we can't be friends. But like, if I needed anything or if he needed anything, it was like one of those things where... We were in each other's... It's mutual. It's mutual. Like, we're cool, but we'll leave it at that. Like, yeah. we're not going to... Because we know, like, if we're too close, it's not good. But if we're, like, over here on, like, the okay end and we're civil, that's all we need. And I'm I do want to say in some situations that doesn't work, though. That, Kayla yeah. and him, that's, like, a unique situation. But a lot of times you're not able to have any yeah. contact. And, that, and that's very common. Mine... Yeah. And I don't even know if it's necessarily the best idea Mm -hmm. for me to be in contact with him, but 
yeah, I think it's one of those things I'm finally at the point where I'm like, I know, like, yeah. that's not it for me. So I'm kind of like, mm, I keep my distance a lot. Yeah. And now it's been like recently where yeah. I'm kind of like, I need to keep away a lot. Yeah. And so, yeah. So that was like the breaking end point, I think, for me where I was like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. It was yeah. almost like my way out. Like mm. God was like, this is your chance to leave. So leave now or you're never going to leave. Mm. And so I think that was that's like... Good the end point for me and yeah Joss's story even is way more crazy than me and honestly when Joss tells this I almost like laugh but it's not funny but it's it's funny kind of because when she tells it I'm like bro it's just so dramatic for no reason like it's there's no reason that I had to get to this point but anyway so um, get ready for the story. <laughs> so, if I laugh, it's really not funny, but I feel like that's how I handle situations. Yeah, no, I honestly laugh at such inappropriate yeah. times. Like, whatever. It's anyway. just my way of coping. But, yes. um, so, the first, I would say, I'm going to kind of explain the whole situation and, like, how the relationship went just for your guys' sake, like, to kind of get an insight of everything that kind of happened so the first year it felt like it was like perfect like everything felt so good like no arguments like we would hang out every single day I'm not saying that this was still healthy but I didn't realize that it was unhealthy because there wasn't any like physical evidence if that made sense like he wasn't really yet abusive yeah um maybe in some ways of like just wanting to see me all the time it and was, like, like, controlling. Yeah, it was still controlling, but, like, it wasn't, like, crazy yet. Like, he wasn't calling me names or anything for about the first year, I right. would say. And then after that year, like, I would start noticing. And I was never, like, crazy with him until, like, after <laughs> I started. You're into it. <laughs> yeah, I started noticing that he would, like, lie about little things or, like, he'd be Snapchatting girls and, like, all this stuff and so I started getting upset and I started like bringing it to his attention like hey like I don't like this I don't feel comfortable with this and he was the one that ended up getting like super mad about it dude isn't that crazy yeah I'm like what the heck I'm just telling you I don't like that like snapchat all these girls and they make you feel like and this is where girls struggle with like feeling like their feelings are never valid yeah because they make you feel like oh no you're crazy like you never saw that like no I did well and it was one of those things where like I wasn't doing it so because I didn't have the desire to like so I didn't understand why he did I was like is there something like that's broken that you're not like happy yeah and so I remember arguments started accumulating because then he was like dude, you're freaking out, you're crazy, there's no reason for you to be upset, and come to find out, those are always the girls at the end of the relationship that they were talking to the whole time. Yeah, and then and they come that, on and tell you, you're like, what? Or they don't even tell you, you just find out through other people, and you're like, I knew it. Yeah. Like, but we don't trust ourselves, because they literally make us seem like we're thinking irrationally. Right. And I remember, literally, it just would get so bad, like, we would fight every day, like, I would be crying, because I'm like, I just feel like you don't like me anymore, and he'd be like, you're just dramatic. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm so sick of hearing you cry. Like, all... Dude. dude, Literally, like, I would be crying, like, every time. I don't know why I was like, girl, why do you, like, do this to yourself? Like, (laughs) just me. But in the moment, it feels like you can't. And so... It was, it was a long, like, two years of us pretty much fighting, like, almost every time we hung out. Like, there really was barely any times we'd hang out and some argument wouldn't come up. So then it finally got to the point, and I remember it was literally, like, on my birthday, I, 
I was checking his stuff at this point, like his phone and his iPad and stuff. I was at that point. And so I went on his Facebook and I literally remember seeing him messaging this girl. And he was like, hey, blah, 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 like literally like flirting with her. And I think he asked her to hang out too. And I don't think she responded or maybe she did a couple times, but I think she stopped responding. But I was literally reading their conversation and I deleted it out of like impulsiveness because I just got so mad. Dude, I I I was just going to say that. And so then I was like, um, I saw this, like (laughs) explain yourself. And he goes, where is it then? And I was like, well, I deleted it. And he was like, no, you didn't. You're crazy. Like, you're psycho. Like, why would you ever say that? Where is it? You can't prove anything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did I not see it? I was like, I swear I saw it. I swear I remember deleting it. And I literally started questioning myself. Like, did I really see it? It's crazy because they literally have the power to do that. They like have authority over you as crazy as you do. They literally manipulate until you believe them. And they will make up all the lies in the world and you'll be like, you know what? That sounds right. Like, <laughs> you I are correct. You. I saw this, but you know what? You're right. Because you just love them, so you're just like, I'll believe you. Well, it's not only that, it's like deception. Yeah. Like, they literally lie to you enough where you start to question the truth. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes, It's dude. literally the devil in human form. Yeah. Like, anyway... So that was, like, a big break. Like, after that, I really had no trust for him because I was like, no, I know I saw it this time. Like, I know for sure I saw it this time. And um, there was other times where I'd, like, <laughs> I literally, I forget if I told this story, but I literally logged into his, was logged into his Facebook on my phone and I was at my friend's house and it we had broken up, like, one of our times where we were, like, not I'm putting quotations in person because I know you guys can't see that, but, like, it was one of those things where, like, oh, yeah, we're broken up, but we still are going to talk tomorrow. Like, one of those things. But anyway, so I was about to go on a trip to visit my friend in New York, and I logged into his Facebook somehow. I got his... I don't even know how I got his password, (laughs) but whatever. And so messages from this girl were popping up on my phone and it was one of the girls that we had like he had actually dated her so it was one of his ex-girlfriends and her name is popping up and I'm like what do I do what do I do like asking my friend that I was with I was like what the heck do I do and she was like well respond like act like you're him so I was like okay so she was like, what up? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, heck no. Like, they must hang out. Because why else would she ask what he's doing? Yeah. Like, so casually. <laughs> and so <laughs> I started messaging her back. And I was like, nothing much. Like, how about you? And she's like, want to come hang or something? And I was like, oh, no. Well, at that point, he realized that messages were popping up and then disappearing. So he, like, logged me out. And I was like dang it, like, what am I, I should have waited yeah. to see their conversation, and I, I still kick myself, because I just want to know, like, right, right. I just want to know, but anyway, so, then that was that, I went on my trip, and he was, like, kissing my butt the whole time, like, texting me, like, oh, it was nothing, like, I don't know why she messaged me that, like, I don't know why she would just message me out of the blue, we've never hung out with this and that, I'm like, yeah, Okay, okay, you're full of it, but whatever. Dude, yeah. But I fell back into it, so I can't, like, talk too much crap. But, so then we still talked for, like, another year, and I swear this is building up. But within this, like, just, it started to get progressively worse. Like, it started to get more physically abusive. It started to get way more, like, verbally abusive to the point where he was calling me stupid. He was calling me a moron. He was calling me the B word. Like, he was calling me such horrible things. Um, 
And my self-worth at this point was very low. Like, I was having panic attacks every day. Like, I was having panic attacks multiple times a week. Um, suicidal thoughts were normal at this point. Like, I just felt no self-worth. And, like, I blamed him for it, but it was something that I was missing. And I was just searching for somebody to love me because of, like, obvious, like, childhood trauma and just things that I had gone through throughout my life. Like, I wanted somebody to truly, like, love me and be there for me. And I was convinced that he was that person. Because when you're in that, you just think that you'll always be with them. Right. And no matter what. You don't see a life without them at this point no exactly and um so that's kind of the point it was getting and the breaking point this is like the part where me and Kayla kind of laugh because it's literally <laughs> like crazy but at this point like he didn't have a job this whole time mind you like I was the one paying for everything I had a full-time job like he would expect me to come over right after this my is wild eight. he would expect me to come over right after my eight hour day of work I would have like maybe 10 minutes to get home and change because it took me a half hour to get from work to home and I I had to calculate all this out because if I wasn't at his house within an hour of me getting off like he'd be calling me like where are you who are you with why aren't you here yet like all this stuff and I'm like boy I'm literally coming home changing really quick eating something because I would literally be starving right and then rushing my butt to your house to watch you play video games and just and sit lay in there. Your bed. Yeah, literally sit there on my phone, watch you play video. Like, yeah, sounds like a night I want to do. Yeah. So then I exactly. literally stay there until 9 p.m. because at this point I was living with my grandparents and I still had a curfew. <laughs> so I would literally stay there until 9 p.m., come home, be exhausted, fall asleep right away, and then do it all again the next day. Like, this was my life for like a year and a half after high school. And, um,. So anyway, so then I quit my full-time job and I got a job at this gym because at this point I was personal training. And um, I was personal training at this gym, the gym that I had been working out at for a while. And he still didn't have a job. So then I came to a point where he was like, well, do you think you could get me a job there? And in my head, I'm like, yes, this will be great. Like, we can work together. Like, he'll be making money. Like, this will be good. And it was not good. It was, like, really bad. And so one of it, I got him and one of his friends a job there. And they just worked the front desk while I was a personal trainer. And I remember this one particular Saturday. I will never forget it. It's, like, burned in my memory. I went into work. And I had picked up some daycare shifts because I was trying to get extra hours and make extra money because it wasn't a full-time job. And um, I went in early on a Saturday and his friend was working at the front desk, so I had just stopped there and was talking to his friend. Like, normal Literally, casually, like, n- flirting never was a thing. Like, I literally, we were just having, like, a conversation. And he walked in, and he looked at me and literally, like, got so angry. And I was like, what the heck? And he was like, come here, I need to talk to you. So I went and talked to him, and he was like... Why would you be talking to him? He literally says that you're ugly, you disgust him, you make him want to throw up. Like, literally just, like, telling me all these horrible things. And I started crying, and he's like, why are you crying? Because you're upset that he doesn't like you. Like, you're upset you care about what he thinks about you. Like, literally saying these things to my face, and I'm not saying anything. I'm just crying at this point, like, just, like, bawling. I just don't understand how somebody can just treat somebody like that. Yeah, and I'm like... Like, I'm going to look at you and make you feel like crap. In my head, I'm like, no, I'm not 
not crying because I care what he thinks about me. I'm crying because you're telling me right. these hurtful you're things. You're hurting like, my feelings. Anybody would be hurt yeah. if people said that about them. Exactly. Like, that's hurtful. That's normal. And so I walked away from him while I was crying and went in the back room where I watched the kids. And I'm sitting there and he comes back there and I'm like, honestly, I don't want to talk to you right now. Like, I'm I'm upset and I don't want to talk to right. you. Wait, you have every right to feel that way. And he couldn't get it through his head. So, like, he kept cornering me, kept cornering me. And, like, I was telling him, like, I stop, like, stop. I really don't want to talk to you. You're scaring me. And so he literally got me into the corner and I slapped him because I was getting scared. Like, I literally slapped him across the face. And I know that's not okay. But in the moment, I was very, very scared. Yeah. And what else are you supposed to do? It was just me, him, and his friend in the whole gym at this point. And I'm in a dark room with him. Like, the lights weren't even on yet. And And so... you literally, like, for your sake, like, you literally, like... He's way bigger than you. Yeah. Like, you're tiny compared to him. Mm-hmm. So, no, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, and so in my head, I'm like, okay, now I just slapped him. Now he definitely might hit me. And, oh, I forgot to say, when I walked away from him, he was like, oh, I should beat your ass right now. And so that's that's why I started walking away, because he was like, oh, I should really beat your ass right now. And I was like, I started to get scared, so I walked away. And then when he was back there, since he had already said that, I had that in my mind. So it was like my defense mechanism. Yeah, so exactly. Him. And um, I so then I started walking out of the room because I was like, oh, no, like at least if his friends, like, see it, or his friend sees it, maybe he would stop it if he were to, like, beat me or hit me. Yeah. And I walked into the girl's locker room, and he said it again. He was like, oh, I should really beat your ass right now. And then as I got in there, he was like, bitches are crazy. And I, sorry for my swearing, but, like, I'm just saying it to explain, like, the story. He was like, oh, bitches are crazy. And I was, like, literally in the girl's locker room crying, and I was in there because I knew he couldn't go in there, yeah. so I was hiding in there and, like, started crying. Well, then kids started coming, so I had to go and watch the kids. He continued to come in there while I was watching the kids and, like, talk about it, start yelling at me in front of these children, and I'm like, bro, these parents don't want you doing this in yeah, front of their exactly, kids. Yeah, like, exactly, I was like, this isn't the time and the place to talk about this. Like, please walk away. And he would just get all pissed and, like, walk out. And then he'd come back a couple minutes later. Or he'd just stand at the door just staring at me. Like, really weird stuff. And <laughs> He so, sounds like a serial killer. <laughs> dude. And, yeah, and so... Um, we shouldn't be laughing like that. That's so bad. No, but. yeah. But anyway, so... And again, like, I don't wish him any bad either. Yeah. This is just, like, our relationship. And yeah. like I said, I wasn't... I was checking his phone... I was, you know, not being the most healthy, obviously. So I contributed to the toxicness. Um, But anyway, so then I finally left that day and I was like, no, like, I am done. Like, if he ever were to hit me, like, that that was my breaking point. And some girls, it's even after they actually physically hit you or whatever that you feel like you can't do it can't leave and they still you know you're still in that but like my breaking point was him verbally saying that he was going to hit me and he hadn't hit me in the past but he would like pin me down or like hold my arm really tight or drag me like certain things like that where it was like still physically abusive but it wasn't like flat out like hitting or punching um but it was definitely headed to that point right and so after that I was like you know what like no I cannot 
I can't do that. Right. So, um, I went to my family and I finally opened up about everything and they were like, stay out of it. Because he had gotten into fights with all of my family. He has showed up to my house before when we were arguing. Like, I remember he bought me this $20 ring and he came to my house asking for it because we were, we were fighting. So he wanted it back. So I went, I gave it to my grandpa. My grandpa went out there and gave it to him. But like, just these crazy freaking things like what in the world it's like where do people get this you know what i mean like why do they think this like again why does anyone think this is okay but yeah we now know this is just a side note we now know it's not them acting it's the spirits inside of them acting yes and but it took so many my point being sorry it took so long to get here no it's okay it took a lot of ups and downs for me to finally be fully done and not, I don't want to say that's normal, but in a toxic relationship, that is normal. Yeah. And you just have to be strong enough and realize it will eventually get better. But in the moment, you have to just stop talking to them. You have yeah. to block them. You can't have them in your life. And he's still blocked to this day. And that's just because he continued to harass me. For- Tell him about the suicide hotline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I started. This is the part. It's not funny, but this is the part so that kills So this is another me. thing that kept me from breaking up for with him a lot because he would constantly threaten me that he was going to kill himself every time I said that I wanted to break up or every yeah. time I brought it up he would he would throw that in my face well I'm just going to kill myself and that is a manipulation tactic and yeah. a lot of times they're not actually serious and they wouldn't actually do it but we especially as women we would take that on as a burden men um, I'm sure girls do that to men too yeah. like I'm not I'm not saying that. And I've heard it both ways, Yeah, but from a girl's point of view, that's just, like, obviously where our stories come from. Yeah. Um, A lot of guys throw that in your face. Because they know that you're not going to leave. They know that you have a kind heart. So, my therapist, and I was in therapy. I started therapy about two years into the relationship. So, about the last year of our relationship, I was in therapy. And um, she was like, well, test it then. Call Suicide Hotline the next time he says it. So he did, and this time it got really serious. He did hold up scissors to his neck while we were on FaceTime. He held up scissors to his neck and said that he was going to kill himself. And I was like, I was at my friend's house, and he was saying that because I wouldn't come over because I was about to go on a trip to Europe, and he didn't want me to go. So he would be super manipulative before any trip. Like, he wouldn't want me to go. He wouldn't want me to, like, not be with him. So he did that before, like, a couple days before my trip. Yeah. And I was with my friend, and I was like, oh, no, I'm call- I'm hanging up and calling Suicide Hotline, brother. You better start running, because I'm going to call. <laughs> and, and you so- told him that? No. Oh. That was just my little add-in to make it more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I shouldn't be dramatic. But anyway, so I called it, and they sent police to his house. Because and- they don't play. Like, they do not play and about that did- stuff. No, I did tell him I was going to call, which... I should tell you guys, don't tell them because they will try to run. And he he did try to run. So I drove to his house because I was like, oh, no, you're not getting away with this. Like, I am sticking this through the end. So I called Suicide Hotline. They sent cops to his house. I drove over there because he said he was going to leave. And sure enough, he did start to leave, but they caught him, like, right away. And so he was on the street getting arrested, and I had to answer questions to the cop. I was like, yeah, like, he just... 
He says he's going to kill him. <laughs> this, this is not a light subject at all. Like, we're not laughing because it's, like, funny. We're it's, laughing just because it's so crazy. Yeah, he's, it's just so dramatic. No, yeah, it is sad because I know he wasn't mentally stable, and I really wasn't mentally stable at yeah. this time either. Like, I was suicidal. Like, I was going through depression. I was going through anxiety and panic attacks. Like, this was probably, this was the lowest of the low for me. Um, so I do feel for him because I'm right. sure it was probably the low, one of the lowest points in his life too. Right. Um, but so yeah, so he got arrested. Little did I know he had a warrant. So <laughs> they put him in jail for 11 days and I ended up paying his bail. That's another thing like with toxic relationships is like girls stop paying for everything. Right. Like I paid like it was like 400 something dollars for his bail because I felt bad because I was like well I'm the reason he's in there like this is all my fault so I need to go and pay it and of course he called me because he knew I would pay it. Right. So I was his one phone call and and of course I went and paid it. That (laughs) cop was probably like girl stop. Like, don't be... I know it. Like, yeah. I know what you're going through right now. So, anyway, so then, um, he got out before I went on my trip, which I should... I shouldn't have did that, but I did. And so, I went on my trip, and, like, he was harassing me the whole time, like, wanting me to text him, and he said that I needed to come home, and I needed to pay for my flight to come home, and all this stuff. It was crazy, and I was actually looking into doing it, too. I was like, you know what? I need to get home. Thank God I didn't. Like, yeah. I stayed. Um, but anyway, so then, yeah, so then anyway, that, that happened and he would always threaten to kill himself when I would go to break up with him. But after I called the cops on him, he never did it again. He never threatened it again because he didn't want the cops coming because I would have kept calling if he kept saying that because it's just not funny. Like you don't just say those things because you don't want somebody to break up with you. That's so manipulative and that's that's so so, terrible. So at that point I was staying with him out of fear feeling obligated and like just wanted to make sure he wasn't going to kill himself because right. then that would be like on that would be my burden. I wouldn't right. want anybody to do that, but like I wouldn't want to feel like that's my fault exactly. for somebody taking their life. So, um after we officially ended it after that day that he told me he was going to beat me up, I um blocked him on everything and I I didn't not talk to him it probably was like three-ish months and I ended up unblocking him and talking to him. It was a weak moment and we hung out and I realized that that just was not for me anymore. Right. And um, I never talked to him after that. So it did take one more time to go back and then I was just like, you know what, this just doesn't feel right and I need to stop. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. And so after that, I genuinely stopped talking to him. But since I gave him an in... Like, he knew that, oh, well, maybe if I keep trying, she will eventually come back. So, it took him three years to stop talking to me. It took me changing my phone number, which he then somehow got my new phone number and texted me from that one. Um, I started a training business for a little bit and I posted about how I wanted it to be about empowering women and like empowering them to get out of their abusive relationships. And I kind of explained my story, how I was in an abusive relationship and all this stuff. He then got my new number and texted me and said that it was slander and that he was going to take me to court. He was going to call the cops on me. But never once do we ever use names. Yeah, exactly. We never use names. So like, you cannot seriously tell me who I'm talking about. Yeah, and nobody knew. It's not like I was like, oh, he's a piece of crap. Like, no, like, I genuinely don't want anything bad to happen to him now. And I forgive him now. But, you know, like, me saying what happened to me isn't anything, like, 
It's yeah. my truth. So, like, for anybody to tell me, even him, for him to tell me that that's not my truth, that's and, that's not okay. And we both learned this. Like, it's like, even though it looks, and we've said this before, even though it looks so small to someone else, it could have been so big for you because yeah. that's what you've gone through. So, it's, it's like... your truth. Exactly. It's so like, your story. For nope. them to be like, nah, like, you're... That's yeah. not true. Like, no, that is true. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. Nobody like, can tell you that your perspective is wrong and right. what you went through is wrong. Right. And that's something that I've had to learn over time and through therapy. But um, another, a couple more points I want to make. I know it's getting a little bit lengthy, but um, when you're in a relationship and you let somebody continue to come back to you and they know that you're not standing on your word, they will use you because they know that you're weak. And yep. that sucks to hear because I was in that boat. But he knew that I wasn't going to leave. I would constantly let him come back. I would let him do whatever he wanted. I had no standards, no boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I didn't set those at the beginning of the relationship. Yeah. And so he knew he could just run over me and um, come back to me and leave whenever he wanted because I would always be there. Yeah. And so though, for those of you who are, like, listening and struggle with that, like, stand on your word and don't go back on it. Yeah. Because once you go back on it once, they're like, okay, got her. Yeah, like, they know that you're not really about it. Exactly. And they know that they can, like, they can get you there. Wherever they want, Yeah, basically. and so um, that's a way for them, they know. Right. So I definitely wanted to touch on that. And I guess I did want to say, too, like, therapy helps so much. So for you. much. If you are in a toxic relationship and you want to get out, um... Well, everybody should want to get out of a toxic relationship, but if you need help getting getting out, um, therapy helped me a lot. And at that time, it wasn't spiritual therapy, but now we're both in spiritual yeah. therapy, and that has been, like, a godsend. Like, it's already oh, yeah. so much better than, like, normal therapy. Yeah. But um, if you want to start with, like, normal therapy or if you're not Christian, like, definitely go right. to any type of therapy will help yeah. in that sense. And, um get professional help but also like just remembering like your worth and like get yourself to be confident like I know at the end of my relationship I was going to the gym and building my self-confidence and not that I was doing that to get out of the relationship but it did help because I had other hobbies outside of him yeah you can't make everything just about him yeah you need to find other hobbies like even if it's reading or walking or the gym lifting weights yoga like Anything to just get your mind off of him, start building your confidence back up. Journaling helped a lot. lot. I journaled through our relationship and that helped so much because I remember the times where it was really low. I can see the times where it was like really good and maybe in a future one I'll read some of my journal entries just so you guys can kind of get into the mindset of where I was at. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of you have been there or are there um, and that might help a little bit. Right. But yeah, those are all kind of like tips, just like strengthening yourself to yeah. be able to stand up to him and to get out. Yeah. And it, like Josh said, it, it gets better. And yeah. a lot of these things that they say, like they're going to commit suicide and all of that, like they're literally just manipulation. And I used to really struggle with even talking about it because I'm like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. But I'm like, granted one, who knows if anyone's listening that mm-hmm. knows about anything. So I'm like, okay. And so, but this is what I went through. Yeah. And this is my truth. I'm not saying it to hurt anyone. I'm not, that's not my goal in this. It's like to let girls know. And this is what I heard yesterday when I had a meeting with ladies at church is like, I don't want people to feel like they're alone. 
Yeah. Because a lot of times you feel like you go through things and you're alone. And it's so nice to be like, I relate to you and I understand you. Yeah. And so to hear that, because a lot of girls struggle with this stuff. So many girls. And it's so sad that, and that's why we're really big on right now helping women that are in their teenage and young, like starting to be a young adult because they don't know these things and they need to know that they're not alone and they can get through this and they can overcome it. I love that. So yes. And I think too, like that, well, that is why the podcast is what it is, is because even though like all of our episodes aren't just about relationships or just about like women empowerment, but like building a relationship with God is genuinely just to try to help as many women as we can, even when we only get 10 listens, even when we only get 50 listens, like we are at least touching somebody, somebody and getting words out to somebody and being able to speak God's word to somebody. Yeah. And that's the most important thing is just to extend the love that we have now. Exactly. And to be able to help people with what we've went through. Right. And I feel like every relationship episode, we get so passionate and it ends up being so long because we don't realize how much stems from our relationships, yep. not only romantic, but like our relationships with our parents and our friends yeah. and the quality of the relationships around us. Yep. And if you are somebody who doesn't have many friends, because I know I got literally isolated in my relationship where I couldn't, I barely had a relationship with my brother and my cousins, yep. which they were the closest people to me at that time. I didn't see them. I didn't see any friends. Like, literally, he was the only thing I had. And they love it that way because they know that. And so it makes it even harder for you right. to leave because you feel like you have nobody. Exactly. Except but, that one person. <laughs> and not to be cliche, but you literally always have us. Like, you can message us at yeah. any time. We love it. It yeah. makes us feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> and not even like that, but on like a friendship level. Right. Like, this is why we're doing this is yep. to literally help you. So if you're struggling and you literally just need somebody to talk to... You can have confidence that it's in, what is it, confidential? Yeah, that it's confidential. It's almost like talking to, like, not, I don't want to call us therapists Mm -hmm. or counselors, but it's almost like talking to, like, one of your, like, best friends. Like, you know they're going to listen to you and you know they're going to be there. That's, like, what me and Joss want to be for people. Well, and it's not like we'd go and blab it to people. Yeah, exactly. We can't. (laughs) Yeah, it would be between me and Kayla. Yeah. And um, I just feel like that's important for you guys to know, like, even if, it might be uncomfortable at first, but we are here yeah. and like we love connecting and helping. So yeah, and if we can pray pray for you guys in yeah. any way, like please send requests. It. Yep, anytime. Anything. We might have to split this one up into two because <laughs> I think it's gonna be over an hour long. But um, we love you guys so much, and yes. I really pray that you guys got to the end because this was so good. It was very good. It was good. a really good conversation, and I feel like this is like our sweet spot is relationships. Yeah. And I don't think we said this at the beginning, but this is actually a series. Yes, yes, yes. So if you series. guys have any relationship questions or any relationship topics you want to hear about, let us know, message yes. us, or comment on our posts. Um, you can find us everywhere at Save the Girls Podcast. Yes. And we're going to end it there because our outros can get crazy long. Yeah, and we'll just ramble. I and tell you guys how much we love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so we hope you guys have a good week. And yes. Because we always love you. Save the girls. <laughs>